It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast. It is Tuesday, February 25th. Kevin Selle joined by Gordon Mack, longtime employee of Flow Track. But I got to add something to your title. APSE Award nominee Gordon Mack for your work on Running with the Boys, the NAU series. We've never given you a formal congratulations in this very formal podcast, Gordon. So take a bow. Well, Thank you, and if I'm being honest, I did not know what that was. Mm-hmm. Still kind of don't really know what it is. Uh, but apparently, uh, AP, as in Associated Press. Yep, and SE is in sports editors. As in sports editors, so mm-hmm. the subsection of AP talk about sports. They liked the NAU series. They thought it was uh, one of the top ten uh, projects of 2019, yep. which was pretty cool because I looked at the other people who were nominated in the top ten, and... None of they're all like main sports type coverage. Yeah. Which was, so it was cool to see track get involved, get a little spot. I talk, I sent a text to Mike Smith like, "Hey man, this series was uh, nominated for the AP award." He was like, "Oh man," he was like, "Whoa!" He, he was, he's like, he was just surprised. He's like, "Because normally track doesn't get attention, yeah. and it's his team, and you know." You were on a list with Bill Plaschke now. Like you Bill and Plaschke. him were on the same thing. LA Times great, Bill Plaschke. The New York Times is on that list. The Washington Post was on that so list. I mean, I get my my chance on around the horn, right? You, on you're on Wednesday, actually. Wednesday? Okay. Yes, this is. I gotta this, get on a flight. This is your last chance to prep before that. But that's that's very cool. Uh, congrats to you guys. Jeremy obviously did a fantastic yeah. job. If I had to do percentage of the pie, I was probably responsible for five percent, and then Jeremy Hayes was responsible for ninety five percent because he was the editor and shooter, and just like the the, the brain behind it. I just yeah. showed up and asked questions. Yeah, but again, yeah. takes it takes a group there to get it going, and if people haven't seen it yet, strongly encourage. We don't do like a ton of plugs on this show, yeah. right? We mostly just talk about your crazy theories. And Lincoln tries to fail, tries and fails to come up with prop bets because he doesn't understand what those are. <laughs> um, but I will plug this. This is good. Go if you haven't watched yes, it yet. Yes, it's very good. Five parts. Go watch it. It's called NAU Running with the Boys. I mean, Mike seems. Like you said, he's very uh, excited about being on that APSC list. Does that mean that there's a sequel? He signed on immediately. I mean, I hope so, but he's kind of <laughs> doing his own sequel right now in a way with the, the track team yeah. indoors because... Maybe you should have followed that. I know. I'm like thinking, like, man, we missed out a whole chapter on like, yeah. this like, redemption indoor tour where I truly think the reason they're running so well is because of that loss. They're like, running out of anger. I, I, talk, I texted one of the athletes, and he says like how focused they all are because they're just like... We want to show that we have the talent. And, I mean, top three times in the 3K, five guys in the top 16 in the 5K, two milers. You know, maybe they'll still do a DMR. It's insane. I mean, but, uh, yeah. Meanwhile, I'm looking at these rankings for team-wise. The rest of the country is coming apart a little bit on the men's side for the team. So there's all these weird sort of things that are playing into NEU's advantage, or am I oversimplifying that? Because yeah. so team rankings are, are based off of nothing that happened this past weekend. But right, yeah. okay, but one Not of the teams, one of the teams preseason that was way high up there, 
was Florida State, and they've had a couple of the guys that we thought were going to run not run. Correct. Two that, of their main sprinters, mm-hmm. Brian Richard. Brian Richard. Brian and Richard and Kishon James. Haven't run. Haven't run. Or Kishon James ran a 300 in like January, but hasn't run since. Okay. So he's clearly hurt. LSU, I mean, they're they're fine. They're good. They're fine. Uh, the thing about LSU... They can still win. They can still win. Yes. Yeah. We, I mean, we have them tied for winning. So yeah. Yeah. LSU's still good. Uh, they still, though, they need... I mean, anything can happen. LSU doesn't really have any true sprint stars. It's all just in jumps and hurdles. Yeah. So, and they don't have, like, a guaranteed tenor. Right. Because, like, you would think high jump, right? Uh, J- Javon, Javon Harrison. Javon Harrison. But there's a kid from Tennessee. Yeah. Daryl Sullivan. Sol- Sullivan? Sorrel? I don't know. Who jumped 233, so... Yeah. It's competition. Well, they need Harrison to come through. They need Rayvon Gray. They need big points in the high hurdles there. Um, Texas, they're at 35. Obviously, they've had horrible luck. Yes. With no, so now their DMR is out of it and also no Miler with in, Sam Worley. And Worley so yeah. that hurts them. Texas still, though, has a really good 200 meter runner and a really good 400 meter runner. Right. And Jones and Harris, they got a good shot putter. So that's going to be like their big three who are going to be the foundation. Like they're going to expect at minimum. 26 points from those three guys. Yeah. Shot 200 and 400. And then you go down to Georgia, which is projected at 28 points. So that's seven fewer than than Texas here. So there's all these, in addition to NAU running well, there's all these things that have been happening that have made it a greater likelihood that this team could actually pull this off. And I think the likelihood is that NAU is now very likely to podium. Like, be based on this. I mean, it's going to take 30 points to podium. I think, and yeah. I think NAU can find 30 points with their 10, maybe 11 entries. Uh, and the question is, the way they would win is if they have, still have to have a great day, but they need some of these other teams just to beat each other up in the non-distance yeah. events. And really, the, the LSU, Texas, A&M, uh, Georgia, Florida, Florida State. They're not competing against NAU in anything, right? They, they are huge Joe Klucker and Edwin Kurgat fans. Right, right, right. Because... Klecker and Kurgat are both in the three and the five, and that's basically the only two true like people NAU breaker uppers, you know, because yeah, you can see them going one two in both the three and the five, and that hurts NAU. Yeah, but you also see NAU like breaking them up, you know, maybe they go one three or two four, yeah, and that'll be huge for NAU's chances to get as many points as possible. So it's indoors, man. The margins are so small, and this year in particular, I mean, if it really only takes thirty-seven points to win, then. Maybe there's another team out there that could factor yeah, in. Yeah, North Carolina A and T has right. a bunch of guys. Iowa State is also like a weird like they're kind of like the Wisconsin of last year, where they have a star in Edwin Kurgat. Edwin right. Kurgat could get 20 points. Mm-hmm. Then they have Festus Legat, and they have um, a good DMR, and they have like two 800 meter guys, Rashawn and they have Rune, one yeah. thrower. So they could put together some points to kind of sneak in into a podium position. Uh, they can get to 30. They can get to 30, yeah. yeah. Uh, NAU, though, is becoming more relevant because of the numbers. It's, you know. And they have, like, we are, like, Andy Truard won the 3K two years ago. No yep. one saw that happening. No, that was an upset. That was an upset. Yeah. And, like, I was coached by Mike Smith. Luis Gorhalva, we think of him as the 50th best runner because that's what he finished at cross, you know, or 50 or 60. But Luis Gorhalva... Maybe this is his chance to finally have, like, show who he is, you know? Because we yeah. thought Luis Garhalva was going to be a top-ten guy at cross. He was running all season long like, like a top-ten guy and then had one bad race. And you can't just wipe away, like, his talent off of one bad race. You know, 
Now he could come out here and get eighth and then kind of keeps that narrative going. But if he comes out here and finishes the top three in both the three and the five, then we'd be like, why didn't we, this was right in front of our eyes the entire time. They yeah. Had top, they had the American Collegiate Record holder. They had Luis Grijalva. They had Jordy Beamish, the defending mile champion, you know. And How, well, yeah. I'm reminded of a scene to plug the Running with the Boys doc again. The very first episode yeah, so I was thinking about this where too. he's talking to Mike Smith and he's saying, I don't want to just be an ordinary runner yeah. in the NCAA. And again, maybe they've been catalyzed by their second place finish yeah. against BYU, where literally, I mean, it's one thing. Now, BYU ran great that day, not yeah. taking anything away from BYU, but there were key underperformances by NAU runners because you look at who finished in front of them. And I, I know it's cross, it's crazy. Yeah. Someone's going to have a good day, someone's going to have a bad day, but. Bemis should not have finished as far back as he did. Grijalva should not have finished as far back as he did. Uh, Nur and Bosley ran great, and yeah. those were two newcomers. Drew, this year. you kind of expect. Uh, let's do um, Brody. I mean, you he was you, solid. It was he fine. Was solid. Yeah. You expect him not to be to be their fifth or sixth man. So yeah, uh, Theo Quacks obviously did not have a good race. Um, Blaze was was hurt yeah. that that whole year, as people saw from the dock or will see from the dock. But you know, t- those two guys, those main guys, Bemis. And Grijalva, I think if that doesn't motivate you, yeah, nothing will. Because it's one thing to say, "Hey, I want to. I don't want it to be just any ordinary guy in the NCAA." It's another thing to have what happened to you happen to you. And look, a lot of people have had that experience, right? Famously, Jenny Simpson. Yeah. Then Jenny Berenger had the most high-profile um, disappointment at that stage. Solinsky as well. So he's got. If he wants to take that next step, got to show it when it counts, and he's got to do it in Albuquerque. And if he does do it. They could win the whole thing. Yeah. So how's that for motivation? Then you get Tyler Day back, too, which is a nice bonus who wasn't there in the fall. Yeah, and Tyler's like, yeah, I get the Miller title. You yeah, know? yeah, he, he gets stumbled his, into this one. He gets his four-peat, right, in a yeah. way? He gets all him, four and jo- him and Jordy get the, get the four rings. Yeah. Does it count as a four-peat in their minds? <laughs> I, mean, I just would say that'd be awesome to get four rings. Do you think, I know this is a favorite question of yours, so I will ask it to you so you can answer it. Do you think the other programs are aware of NAU? Yes, I think they weren't. I was aware from them in December. Of course. But I think the other programs weren't because a lot of these other big schools only look at the, the USTFCCA coaches rating mm-hmm. thing, not mm-hmm. coaches, or computer rating thing. Yeah. And they kind of rely on that as their litmus test. So they're not looking at the preseason 15th or 22nd ranked team, which is yeah. what NAU was. You know, they're only looking at the top 10 to see, like, all points. Uh, but now that the computers – now rank NAU number one. They're like yeah. they're probably like, wait, NAU, where is that? <laughs> wait, why are they number one? They I don't they don't what sprinters do they have? Are they like they, yeah. they're like a, are they, they a bunch of throwers? Like yeah. they're probably like looking like scrolling. They're like, where are these guys? Yeah. And then they look and they see, okay, all it, it's in the distance, and they all get flashbacks of like, Oregon did this to us for yeah. many years with, behind Cheserek and Jenkins and Gohegan and yeah and Stinson and all these guys like. Oregon scored 70 points in a distance event alone, right, right. you know, and it's possible to a team just to be like, we only need three events and we will, you know, we don't need 18 events. We only need three. We yeah. need a four by four. We don't need jumps. Yeah. But the thing about like. Well, LSU is only going to do it on three events too, right? Yeah. Three or four. High jump, long jump, hurdles. But it's the socially so acceptable three events, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting the way. It's going to piss off these teams because the team who gets fifth is going to be like, really? Or team gets second, they're going to be so mad. That it's just, it was distance and they never even saw him coming? Yeah. That the, yeah, I, I mean, but at least for at least for NAU, in a way, 
I guess if you're one of the people who thinks indoor track is a team sport, of which I am not one, except for the relays, then then it's a team sport. I think the whole concept of the team score is kind of ridiculous in track. I agree with you. It's, and it's particularly ridiculous, I think, in indoor track. Why do you have a team sport for an event that you individually qualify for? It's, yeah, com- it's a compilation of individuals. I think you do it because NCAA wants to keep things. It's the same thing in high school, right? Well, if this is what the football team does, and this is what every team has, and we need to keep standing, so it's ridiculous. I mean, they should just, if you want a team sport, you only bring the top 12 teams, teams. and they have a, a conference-style team. Right, meet. right. That would be a team. However, if you're going to make the argument of rah, rah, rah team, at least if NAU does do it, it's not just going to be like a two, like Morgan McDonald and Oliver Hoare, yeah. and, and that's it, right? It's going to be, I think they're going to need to get points from Day, they're going to need to get points from Gahalva. They're going to need to get points from Beamish. And they're going to need a little smattering here, a, a sprinkle Nur, of a Nur. Or Ryan Raff or uh, Theo Quox getting a yeah. mi- in the mile. So then if you're talking, okay, five, six. I mean, Arkansas men won the title, I, one of the John McDonald titles, I believe, with three people. Yeah. So five is, that's a, that's a big bench. And the cool thing is it's literally going to be their start, almost pr- practically speaking, their starting cross-country team. Yeah. Because the two people who aren't there are redshirting. Yeah. True Bosley and Brody Hasty. How bad is Bosley trying to rip off the redshirt? I know, right? Like, how much it, does he want a piece of this? It's so crazy because we think about, like, if Bosley was a number one guy, where would he, if he was, where would he be right now? Would he have been able to run a, a 5K fast enough? Well, I think part of him being the number one guy was those guys, B-Mission Grohal having bad races, yeah, yeah, too. True. But, I mean, it would be fun to see what his, what his 5,000 times. I mean, imagine healthy Blaze Sparrow. Yeah. Right? Like, in there. They're taking it's advantage... It's kind of cool, though. It's literally their cross-country program. Well... It's like... It's not like a random high jumper also in the mix. Like, they don't have, like, the token non-distance runner. They literally... It's only distance. Would you describe this year's distance on the men's side, at least in the... I mean, I know the 3K is nuts and it's very deep, but in the 5,000 and the mile, would you describe it as weaker than normal? No. It's the same? I think it's the same. I mean, Oliver Hoare is good. The DMR with Nagoose, that's good. Like, Kerr got, ran 13-20-something. Klecker's good. You know, like... But I'm saying the 1 through 8, the 1 through 8 depth. Obviously, it's great in the 3,000. I think 1 through 4, it's legit. Yeah. I think 5 through 8, yeah, it's not. I'll agree with you there. Well, I'm just saying... Like, Cooper Tier's elevated, you know. Yeah, they're... they're ca- I mean, and credit to them. They're, that's the whole point of sports, capitalize on... Yeah your opportunities, and I think that's what they're doing, in addition to the fact that some of the sprint and jump schools are really just spreading out the yeah. points, right? There's no one dominant sprint school. Georgia's on there with 28 points. I believe, I haven't dug into the that. rankings, 24 of those are from the HEP, yeah. right? You have that's, them going 10-8-6? So I think so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the school where that's what that happens. Well, right. right. I know. I'm just saying it's... This is just... It's just a proxy war, man. It's your jumpers versus my distance runners versus their throwers versus... I mean, just... It just goes on and on and on. Um, you mentioned, though, a team like North Carolina A&T could sneak in there, but Trevor Stewart not yet qualified. Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about... Um, you got this article here, 61. Yeah, check out the on. site. It's on the site now. Yeah, now we're doing only plugs on only this podcast. Plug, only plug-in site content. Uh, you got, there are 61 athletes, more than 61 events, but 61 athletes who are not currently in the top 16 who were top eight in either indoor or outdoor last year. So they're returning All-Americans, track and field only All-Americans, and 61 of them aren't in the top 16. Now, a lot of this percentage are people who are either hurt or redshirting, but that doesn't make the number as big. 
Do you want to go one by one? Yeah, well, let's... Uh, what, uh, <laughs> no, it's all 61. We got time. Uh, well, we can go through it we talked about. Sean James we talked about. So that's huge for Florida State, right? Two that, Florida State guys. They okay. went 5-6 last year in the 60, and now they both have no marks. 5-8. Five, eight, five, eight. Oh, 5 eight. And also, James in the 200 was second. Yeah. So you're knocking out three three opportunities to score. Uh, with Seam Williams, Purdue, fourth outdoors in the 100. Joseph Amoa ran a fast 200 this year. Yeah. But we have fast 60. I mean, okay. he was eighth in the 100 last year outdoors, which is a hard final to make. And uh, he's currently ranked 56th in the 60. So, so I think that could be con- a conference meet. I think he's more of a 100, 200 guy. Yeah. More of a 200 guy dropping down to 100 than being able to get to the 60. Trevor Stewart, that's big. That's big. You're a 44.25 meter runner. You are runner-up outdoors, and you currently are ranked 18th. And Trevor Stewart might not make the meet. You know why? Because his conference meet is on a flat 200-meter track. It's in Landover, Maryland. MEAC conference. He's not going to be able to run that fast. I mean, he's going to get some conversion out of it. He's got to get that conversion. But, like... What's Trevor, it it's how does someone like Trevor Stewart not be in the top sixteen? I mean, must be. Is he fully healthy? I mean, that's. I mean, he's running often. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think maybe he's just not going to run the four hundred indoors. Yeah. You know, but. Okay, Chance Sawyer's Florida. I think he's red shirting. He was seven seventh. So that hurts. That hurts Florida. Now there's a lot in the mile, the men's mile. Casey Comer, Sam Worley, Charlie Hunter, Yarden Goose, Cameron Griffin, Casey Nebelbard, and Jack Ancy. So. Comer was second last year indoors in that race yeah. against Beamish. We know Worley broke his leg. Nagoose, I'm guessing, is going to run the mi- uh, mile in the DMR. Griffin looked looked good in the fall running those Griffith, open yeah. cross-country races. I mean, they're probably just going to keep him in the DMR and the 3K. That's probably what he's going to end up doing because okay. he's a 3K mark. Uh, one thing that's interesting, if you notice, so Charlie Hunter, Oregon, and... Yeah. O- Oregon's got a lot of milers. Washington and Oregon yeah. have a lot of milers who have broken four or run four flat. Yeah. We're currently ranked in our top 16. It's like combined together, there's like five to six of them. Like yep. You have Stanis Vec, Charlie Hunter. Uh, James West? James, no, James West is ranked. Right. This is a bunch. There's the Oh, you're talking about un- unranked. Yeah, they have a bunch of guys. I can't name them off the top of my head. But it's like five or six 359 guys who are not currently in the top 16. I believe they all are going to be running at BU mm-hmm. in a paced effort uh, to try to qualify. And I think that's going to be huge because... I think they're not trusting MPSF's pacing or, like, that style. They, and they're just going to go to the fly. Oregon and Washington, some of Oregon and Washington athletes are skipping MPSF. Yeah. Going to BU. Yep. The time trial. That's uh, the keeping up with the Joneses, man. That's what you got to do. That's, like, ultimate, though. Like, skip you on a conference meet. At yeah. Least it's a fake conference. I mean, if it was a, a Big Ten or SEC situation, well, obviously different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Let's go to 3,000. Connor Manns, her... Robert Brandt got hurt at end of cross. Yeah, I'm so assuming he's still hurt. Ratcliffe. He's only run four flat. Uh, only one. But he ran four flat his season opener in January. Hasn't run since. Uh, so he's he's someone where, like, when I'm talking about, I guess he can make the 3K better, but obviously the 5K, right? He's a guy who yeah. he could have slotted in there. Fine. Eamon Kemboy in the 5,000. Ben Veach in the 5,000. Brandt, Radcliffe, Mance, again, the 5,000. And then Kyle Mao. I'm a little surprised about Kyle Mao. Yeah, but Kyle Mao has been... He's ranked 17th right now in the 5,000. But I think he was more going to be doing the mild DMR 3K okay. routine. So uh, but he was 8th in the 5K outdoors last yeah. year. So yeah. Then we go to the field events. Uh, a couple high jumpers here. Jordan Wessner, Mason Connor, Sean Lee, Frank Harris. Then some shot putters. Jordan Geist on there. Yeah, I think he's redshirting. Okay. 
Hold on. You don't want to talk about heptathlon here? Uh, we have a Houston Baptist heptathlete now. Okay. Let's we'll go to the moving. women's uh, sprints. Okay, so. so Angie Nellis is probably redshirting. Yes. She's a 60 and 200 meter threat. You have her just listed in the 60 and not in the 200, uh, even though she was the NCAA champion in the 200. Oh, does she have a 200 meter mark? She doesn't have a 200 meter mark, does she? Angie Nellis? I think it's a typo. Okay. I screwed that up. Oh, that should be, uh, yeah, we should have that in the 200. Although she could I think I just like. This podcast is all about I deleted her content. by accident, yeah. Well, it Sorry. just shows it just shows how strong of a favorite USC was coming into the year that someone like her could be on the bench, and they're still yeah. fine. I think the ones that really surprised me here is two to three top four people from outdoor. So Chloe Abbott, oh, in the second 400. in yeah. the 400. She's currently 22nd in the 400 right now. Right. Ka- Kathleen Campbell, I think she's redshirting. But moved to the 800, Avi Wilson-Pertiti. Mm-hmm. She was third in the 800, and now she's ranked 41st. Yeah. How does that happen? How does someone who's like a two-flat, 201 woman can get third in the outdoor 800, and then you come back and you are 41st in the country? Yeah. Good question. Some, something about the 800, man. Is it the 800 and the 400, too? Yeah. You know, Stewart. Uh, Rainsberger in the mile, Feeney in the mile, McClintock-Warner, obviously he's rich in the 3,000. Burke, I think, is out of eligibility. Gregory, I'm assuming, is redshirting. We haven't seen her at all. And she was hurt at the end of last yeah. year, too, right? So that's uh, the reason why you don't see her. Gatahi, Danny Jones. So Danny Jones, you think, is going to run? She'll probably run a 3K at MPSF. And then be qualified for literally everything. Yes. From, she'll have an 800, a mile, a 3K, a 5K, and a DMR. Who's qualified? She'll be qualified in five events. That's Grant Holloway-ish. Yeah. Has anybody qualified in that many events before? I mean, Grant had it in the, I guess you count the relay. But Grant had 60-60. He had 200 time too, right? Did that qualify him or no? He had long jump. He had 4x4. Four four. Did he have the 200 time? He ha- I, mean, he, I know he ran. He might have. So, so Danny Jones is the Grant Holloway. Is Grant Holloway. I mean, she needs to be able to run as many events. Let me see if I can. Uh... <laughs> I think, yeah. I mean, this is a bad order, order to, to, to figure it out. Well, I just remember he ran a. Didn't he run an early season? Yeah, he ran a yeah. yeah, that twenty point six nine. Yeah, twenty point six nine. That would qualified him. Uh, no, I mean they both have one relay in the fourth individual yeah. events. Let let's stretch the meet out to like six seven days so Danny Jones can run everything. I I'm for that. Uh, gosh, and then Monson not in the five thousand. Yeah, yeah, is surprising. I I mean you'd guess maybe she's doing that big tens, but. That's Maybe what? she wants to skip the five and be a DMR runner. DMR anchor? I don't know. I don't think, I don't know. I think she could win the five. Why would you not do the five? She's scared of Izzo. I don't think, I, I mean, I think <laughs> the DMR is going to be, the DMR is going to be tough yeah. when you're running a mile against BYU but why do you, and Stanford or maybe she, and Washington. Maybe, maybe this. I think I know the answer. Maybe she says... I'm going to run a 3K fresh. That, see, that I could get behind because I want the 3K to be the 3K to end all 3Ks. She's like, I'm going to go up against everyone who ran hard 24 hours. I went out there and jogged, and that's going to be her advantage to try to win the 3K because she won the 5K last year, right? And then 3K fell apart because it's hard. It's hard, but you you come in and get a title. That's awesome. I'm reminded of another Wisconsin runner who had to get their qualifier at the Big Ten. McDonald. 
I just don't ruin the punchline, man. You know people at Wisconsin. Get on your phone. Figure I did. out what's going I on. I asked. Oh, are you going to report something? Well, I'm not reporting. You're not. Is this is reportable? Okay. This is not reportable. But I think there's a chance Oliver Horror still tries to get his 3K qualifier. Okay, we're asking about Monson, though. I mean, that's great that they're trying to... They're worried. All... The thing about th that they're thinking about is Wisconsin's currently ranked 10th in the DMR, and they're worried that they might get bumped out. Because they they see like an Oregon might run a fast DMR at, at the SF, and then they are worried about New Mexico is going to run a DMR, so that's two, and then they're like, all right, there might be a, a third somewhere. Okay, but what, did they tell you anything about Monson or no? We don't know. I didn't follow up about the 5K. I just assumed she had it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're not reporting because we're you, not reporting. Reporting. <laughs> you didn't actually ask the question. I, I asked the wrong question. No, that's fine. I was that's in the fine. moment. Okay, so you're you're talking about Wisconsin men's. Okay. Wisconsin's men's DMR is relevant if they put Hoare at the anchor leg, though. Would they put them at the anchor, or would they... So th that's a thing. Maybe Wisconsin's, like... Maybe Ollie's, like, I've done... I don't want to do the mile. I want to just... I want to second crack at... Like, maybe Oliver Hoare scratches the mile. Oh, he does a Nagoose? And then he does DMR 3K. He pulls a Nagoose. Because I'm sure Hoare looks at the race that they just had. And okay. I'm sure the coaches look at it and be like, we can beat them. Yeah. I just think if given the two choices, this meet is, again, the timetable is so truncated, you have to make these hard choices. I think if the choice is winning an individual event versus winning with your team, a college kid and a coach is always going to pick the team. Yeah. Even though the prestige or whatever and the and contracts. They, did that, they did that with Fisher. Fisher was right. like, it's all about he could have won the 5K every year, but he was like, I'm going to do a DMR anchor. Yeah. I don't know if he could have won it every year, but, you know but I mean. yeah. He had, had a chance. Yeah. That's like, the allure of it is is too strong to pass up. Now, let's look at this through the NAU prism. Because, again, Running NAU? with the Boys, episode 5, streaming now on FlowTrack. Uh, well, no. I mean, puts him in the 3K, though. If it puts if Horde goes in the 3K... That hurts him there. That hurts him there. But taking him out of the mile, and then Nagoose is not in the mile, Beamish is like, got a free run now, yeah, right? Yeah, and helps Theo potentially. Because if Theo quack, quacks, makes the mile... Yeah. Like, there's a chance he could, like, get third. You know how the mile is. Like, you, you, he's not going to win. Yeah. But, like, if it's a sit and kick and you're just in the right position, you can sneak in and get fifth or fourth, you know, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa. Yeah. And that fifth or fourth can make up for what Beamish won't be able to do in a 3K, you know. Yeah. Well, Beamish isn't going to run the 3K, is he? Yeah, he's qualified. He's the third-ranked guy. He's the second-ranked guy in the 3K. Okay, so he's going to go. He's going to do mile 3K. Oh, sorry. I was confused. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was confusing him. Uh, did 5K? D well, no, I was thinking his DMR and all that stuff. Okay, so, I mean, that, that, I, I kind of like that move more. How about this? How many people get eliminated in the uh, prelims of the mile? You ready? Six. Six. Because we go from 16 to 10. Yeah. How about we just go 12 and we go straight final? Can we negotiate on that? So then these, I think we can work that out. So then... We could get, and we run it on the second day, so then you could get Nagoose in the mile. You could get get the, everybody yeah. in the mile, like more people in the well, mile. Well, that's how we get everyone in the 3K, because it's the last event. It's the same, yeah. But then we get everyone in the mile now. Yeah. Or I think they would do both. Like, wouldn't they just do both? Like, the milers would do, they would go DMR. And then mile. Then the go. mile. And then they, because they would say, screw it. YOLO. Uh, yeah. Well, I've, my best event's behind me. Yeah. I'll run the 3K, see what happens. Yeah. As opposed to running a, a, a prelim and, and wearing yourself out. Lincoln and I were talking about that yesterday. I don't know if you listened to yesterday's show. It's just, it is ridiculous that we have a mile prelim to go from 16 to 10. And also it does take a toll on the when you're adding up yeah. races in that short period of time, I think. Um, so that's interesting about Oliver Hoare. 
that's a big decision. I mean, everybody has decisions here, right? Like, if you're running anything in the mid-distance, like, you have yeah. choices. It's like... Wh- like Cooper Tier, is he going to try to run a 5K qualifier this weekend and then not run the DMR and then try to win, try to be in the 5K? Because for Oregon, they're going to be like, hey, Tier could be top three in the yeah. five, and then, you know, and they can bank on Charlie Hunter and James West to be right. the two pillars of their DMR. Well, this women's five... Go back, going back to what we were talking about before. Miss, miss, missing a lot of All-Americans there. Monson, O'Keefe, Prowse, Warner, Katahi, and, and Steelman. But, no, I mean, think about it this way, too. Bouncing back again to your point. Like, top 800-meter runners, right? I know the 800 is not as valuable on the DMR as the mile. But someone like Carly Thomas from UW, right? Is she going to run the 800 leg in the UW DMR? I mean, I would assume yes, yeah. right? But it's like... Then that then she's running three eight hundreds over the course of twenty four hours. That's not that's not easy to do, right? I mean, I would assume they would do that, but also like, what's the replacement value for? Okay, what is she two o? What's she run this year? Two o one. Yeah. I guess there is a pretty, pretty big replacement valuable value. Yeah, because she's right? gonna be going against like two o eight girls. Yeah, so yeah. she can she can get. I'm assuming Rainsberger a lead. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like in a normal scenario where it's like, okay, she maybe gets us a second or two. Yeah. Versus okay, let's rest her and not have her. I mean, it's the reason why uh, a lot of these DMR teams that have extremely fast 400 meter runners, the, they don't, they still, instead of running their 45 guy, yeah. they run their 47 guy. Yeah. And I'm always like, you know, you always think, like, why doesn't Alabama, I mean, Alabama did it once where they put Karani James on, like, their, four, That's awesome. on their, on their DMR. And yeah, it, was, yeah. it was fun because you're like, okay, this is ridiculous. Yeah. But, like, a lot of these teams, they're like, like, Texas wouldn't run Jonathan Jones on the DMR. Yeah, don't put another race in it. Like, yeah. For anybody who underrates the impact of prelims, look at the res- how different results are between a Diamond League setting and a championship setting. And that's with, I mean, in the distance races, there's usually a, a, some yeah. t- time off, right? Um, not all of them, but, like, depending on, you're talking about U.S. championships or world Especially championships. Especially in the 800. Three rounds, I mean, you see stars getting booted out yeah, in that and second round. that's because it's totally different. So yeah. even running one race, even if, even if, like in the women's race, you, you cruise through and you run like a 206 or something, like it still matters. It still adds up by the end. Because um, by that last event, that 3K, you see people just completely fall And it's apart. just a lot of coaches' decisions, right? You're, you're, yeah. You're deciding what's the most important, maximizing points, maximizing opportunity to win, or leaning in on favoriting of, the, of a team, of I like the DMR. And that's where, if I was a distance coach, I would always default to that between the my if it was like a choice between them uh, if i had a miler and i said this yesterday with lincoln like that's why i like what notre dame did they have an identity this is what we're going to do yeah. we're going to try to win the dmr and maybe when Nagus moves on they choose a different strategy like, but right now with Nagus, this is like what they do and they stick to it and it's what well, they got second two years ago and then they won last year it pays off now if it's someone like Fisher, where it's like, okay, but he's a 5,000 meter run, like Fisher's not a miler. Yeah. That he can I, run. He can. Sure. But that would be a harder decision. That would be a situation where I would think you'd, you'd have a, uh, have to look at it and, and, and think, okay, well, what's going to get us the 10 points? But in terms of, okay, this person's either going to run a mile and four people are going to get rings, or they're going to run a mile and one person's going to get rings, you're going to always choose the four, right? Mm, not always. I mean, I would. As a coach, I would. Okay. You're a good guy. Well, I just think I think it, the rising tide lifts all boats. I just think it's a cooler like, it's a it's it's less impactful. I get in terms of like 
earning power for that athlete. But like, think later. about like a team like Oregon when they perp they there was a time when like they didn't run ch- like his Ches's freshman year. They didn't. They would rather have Ches in the five k than Ches anchor their DMR. They would have won the DMR, but yeah. they they decided to get second or third in the DMR. Yeah, and have Ches win the five k. I think that's a special case. Chez was so extraordinary, and Oregon was also so so deep. I'm talking about like a Wisconsin or a Notre Dame Teams situation. Teams that aren't really involved with points. Yeah. Well, and also, like, you take Nagoose out of that DMR, where do they finish? Uh, they don't finish anywhere. They don't even qualify. You take Oliver Hoare out of that DMR. Like, I'm talking, yeah. And then, likewise, you put those guys in the open mile, they're going to contend for the national title. Yeah. Same thing on the women's side of things. Orton, Jones, people like that, maybe maybe Lawson or Donahue, right? Like, they hold the entire race in the balance. So you say that, then, then why do you think Danny Jones is going to run the mile and not the DMR? Well, not everybody agrees with my philosophy. Oh, okay. You think Wetmore's like? I think, well, I think, there's a big, I think there's a big enough crack between the top teams in Colorado that she would really have to work to do it, and it's not guaranteed. Whereas, like, Wisconsin men and Notre Dame men, I feel, I feel like they'll be in the mix, right? Yeah. Like, they're going to get the stick. It's not going to be like... So you think New Mexico was a couple years ago. Remember where they were out of it? Yeah. Josh Kerr got the stick, and it was just like zoom. Yep. Off and on, off and yeah, on, off yeah, and on. Yeah. Okay, and then they're like, it's not gonna work. Yeah. It would be interesting though if Oliver Horse scratches the mile. That would be really wild. Just seeing like a fresh, a fresh Wisconsin versus fresh Notre Dame. I mean, would you rather have a couple of events that are seven point fives, or would you rather have an event be like a two, and then another event be a ten? Oh, and that's what. Yeah, that's actually a good question. What is better? To me, I'd rather have ten tens, a couple tens, even if it means there's some zeros out there. Really? Because you want to at least say, okay, definitively, because in five or two or whatever years, you can at least point back to like that. So I race. guess it's, yeah, it's like being a, a football fan. You'd rather, in a five-year span, win the Super Bowl once and not make the playoffs the other four years, than make the playoffs every year and get knocked out in the second round. Yeah, like, or it's like when you're watching games on TV. <laughs> Would you rather have there be one buzzer beater that's super exciting and then another blowout, or would you rather have two nine-point games? Like, you'd rather have the one at least memory that you can kind yeah, of, kind of carry. Like, that's why I want this, this woman's 3K. This, I have a lot of Circling exci- back. I have so a lot of exciting... Well, no, I mean, you could have a legitimately ridiculous 3K. Yeah. I mean, the times are going to be whatever. I mean, it's at altitude. Who cares? But, like, the names that are involved in that are going to be awesome. And I think that there'll be names that, in a few years, we're still talking about. Um, and maybe something can happen on the men's side of things. I three, think the addition of the goose in the three K makes it exciting for the men. Well, so, okay, so the men, this could be the men's three thousand. Uh, well, it's going to be Nagoose. Goose. Whore, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Klecker, Kurgot. Hold on, I want to do this one by one on my fingers. People <laughs> listening can't see it. Klecker, Kurgot, the three NAUs. Who am I missing? So we're at seven people right now. Yeah. Who am I missing? Let me get on T first. Uh, there's someone. Uh, Cooper Tier. Cooper Tier is eight. Like, who's box office, basically, is what I want to know. I mean, that's a good top eight. That's a hard All-American team to make. You know? Another, maybe maybe James West. James West. Peter uh, Sufer. So you get a little cross-country action yeah, there. Yeah, you got the Kyrian kid from Harvard. Kieran Tuntavate. Tuntavate. Sprinkle Alex Osberg in there. Cameron Griffith, who's third in the 1500 uh, outdoors, so he has a kick. Yeah. You know, it's going to be... It's yeah, wild. but there's yeah that that seven there and throw into the mix. Okay, 
3K, second to last event. Am I right? Yeah, it's right before. Will there still be field events going on at that time? I forget. Maybe. How and there might be one, like a triple jump. Going okay, on. four by four. So does LSU have a four by yeah. four? But it's not that good. Okay. So. Which makes it exciting because it might be like. 3K, the, the meat's on the line, and it's like, man, are, can Colorado and Iowa State stop NAU from winning a title? I think there's a chance. There's going to be a chance that if everything goes well, the way it's going to play out is NAU will have like a five-point lead going yeah. into the 4 by 4 Right. And they're going to need LSU not to finish in the top three. That's what's going to happen. If you are Colorado and Iowa State, do you find kinship in NAU going for the title as a no. distance-based program because you're a distance-based program too? Or are you like, I don't want them doing that. No. I want to be the team that eventually does Yeah, that. no. No one ever is like, there's never like, oh, we're both in the NFC. Let's... Kumbaya. So if you gave someone on those two teams, like Truth Serum, and you said one of the two teams has to win this meet overall, and it has nothing to do with your athletes specifically, like you take that out of it, like just in this magical formula, like it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean Klecker's going to lose or Kriat's going to lose, but it's like you could have either LSU win or NAU win. You think they would all choose LSU? Oh, just, like... Just because they see NAU as like a distance-based rival, or are they going to be like, oh, that's cool, that'll show a path forward, and then maybe in five or ten years we can do the same thing. I think if you... Ask anyone currently enrolled in the school. Yeah, they would say LSU. But I think anyone outside, like any, like yeah. if you were to ask um, Ben Sorrell, you would probably rather see NAU win. Just because you're not in he, the heat he, of the moment. He, he's, he's like separated from like I know like the, the there's no like I'll know like I don't like don't that care, guy. Yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. care about them. You don't need them to lose anymore. Like, yeah. Well, I was just saying, so you told Colorado, you said, look, Klecker's going to win the three and the five, right? So that's guaranteed. Yeah. But then also this other thing is going to happen, and it's either going to be no, LSU yeah, yeah, or yeah. NAU. They'd I've, say LSU? I think... If they're on, currently on the staff? These are I important think, questions. I honestly think their answer is like, I don't care. You think so? I don't think they care. Well, no, that's a bad example. How about Iowa State? If you texted your friends at Iowa State right now, and you said Kurgot wins the three and the five... Or like, or if asked Wisconsin... That'll be a good yeah. Game. When you ask Cause Wisconsin, because they're not in they're not in the hunt. Right? But they're not like a pure. They're I guess they have some, they have some non-distance yeah. people, so they could forge a path. Uh, and they've done it before, right? Oh, here. What do you think Ed Einstone wants to happen? If he's watching the four by four, right? Yeah, yeah. And he knows LSU needs to get top three in order to win. If they don't, NAU wins the meet. What do you think Ed Einstone is cheering for? That's a good. I, I think Ed Ison has enough appreciation for history, and he, I think he has enough as much enough, excuse me, camaraderie with like the whole distance thing. He'll 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 cheer for. I think he would think it's cool the one, yeah. that that a distance pro, and I think he would think it's a novel concept. Because BYU was trying to podium on uh, their Seeple 10K 5K. Well, uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, it shows like that it's possible. Would there be a little bit of like, oh man, that could have been us to it? Sure. But also, I mean, they got their title this year. And it's not like, oh, this is going to be a boom for NAU's recruiting. They already got Nico. Like, yeah. they're already doing fine. It's just adding another title to it. I think it would be, I think he would appreciate it. Speculating. Not reporting that. I don't know for sure. But I, I think just because he's been around the sport so long, he would, uh, he would see that okay, as, as a positive. Here's, a good, here's, here's, here, here's the ultimate question. Okay. 
I'm ready for the ultimate question. How long are we in? Oh, 39 minutes. Okay, good. Here's the ultimate question. It's the 3K, right? Yeah. And NAU's in position to, to win mm-hmm. the team. Um, but in order for them to do that, they need to beat Cooper Tier in his 3K and hurt Oregon's chances of podiuming. What side of the fence is Galen Rupp on? Depends how he runs in Atlanta. <laughs> Assuming he oh, wins Atlanta. You're talking about because he has a loyalty now somehow to Mike Smith? Yeah. No, I think he's all in for Oregon. I mean, really? Yes, yes. You don't think he would want his new coach, his, like, distance athletes no. to, like, do something cool? No. You think he would rather see Cooper Tier yeah. do or, well than see his coach's young athletes do well? Yeah, he's doing Tai Chi now, man. I read that article. He's I, all zen. He's calm. He's rooting for his, his guys. How do you think that makes Mike Smith feel? Do you think I, – I think it's a separate relationship. Do you think – has Galen up met any of those guys? Does he know any of them? No, but he – Has he got a white the same castle coach. with they're, Theo Plax? They're, they're like uh, step uh, runners. <laughs> they're step they, training partners. Do they just become best friends? Yeah. They're, yeah. Uh, I mean, no. in a way, they share the same coach. They, you know, I, Yeah, I don't – I mean, what the relationship is primarily email-based, right, and phone calls. Like, he's not going to Flagstaff a bunch. Coach is a coach, man. It is, and Mike Smith is a very skilled coach. Or do you think Galen Rupp is taking all Mike Smith's secrets and secretly giving them to uh, Coach Thomas at Oregon, who then is now translating it to Cooper Tier so he can beat them? I don't think... Big conspiracy. I don't think he's involved, because the coaches have changed there. I don't think he's that involved in any (laughs) of of this, to be honest. And I think, I don't even know if he knows that there's going to be a meet in... uh, if you ask Gallup where indoors, he's not at the press conference. Yeah. If he was, I would ask him and say, where's NCAA indoors this he's year? He's not. No. Name three people on the Oregon team. I think he might struggle for that. I think he could name. No, I'm just kidding. He knew. Could he name three people on the Oregon team? I mean, I think he'd know. I, think he, I don't think he could name one after that. Really? You don't think he's on, like, Jeepers, like, refreshing the list or GoDucks.com? No. No? I mean, because, well, their name is, like, super... Yeah, I mean, James, James West has been around for yeah, a while. Yeah, James West. I'm a big James. Yeah, well, I'm a big James West fan because he got thrown out of that meet. That's a big. What do you Redemption. think the money line is on uh, him false starting? Dude, well, he got robbed, man. And I say this with all seriousness. That oh, was yeah, rid- that, bull, yeah. that was ridiculous yeah. at, at prelims last year. I'm glad he uh, had an extra, you know, season yeah. of eligibility. I guess he's out of outdoors, right? So this is it. I don't know. Him. He might have outdoors. He should win the Bowerman. Yeah. <laughs> No, legitimately. They should give him the Bowerman for putting him through that. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Oregon had a right to be upset um, in that one. So I'm, I'm glad he has. He runs really, he has a really fast time. I know. He's a 335 guy. The previous year, because I commentated this meet last year at West Prelim, and the setup to that whole false start thing was the year before he came in with a super fast PR and didn't get out of Sacramento. Yeah. And so I was setting it all up to do this thing, and then all of a sudden, wait, yeah. hold on. His false started? What? That's, that was... That was a big-time bummer. So he's probably as or more motivated than those NAU guys for this, this indoor season. And I think a lot of it comes down to, like, I don't think this is an oversimplification, like how much you want to put into indoors, you know, distance running especially, because you just had this really emotionally draining outdoor, uh, cross-country season. You know you're going to get right back out at it again outdoors. Like, how much do you really want to turn yeah. the faucet for these couple months? Um, we should talk about, though, now that we have you here as an APSC-nominated uh, producer, we should talk about what could potentially be the greatest indoor 5K of all time. 
I was listening to the pod yesterday. Trademarked by you. Uh, what? Hey, I get the entries. I gotta make a banner. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta no. tell people who's you, running in this meet. I'm like, oh, this meet, this oh, this 5K is pretty cool. Like, oh man, there's some big names in this 5K. And I think of like typically indoor 5Ks aren't good because the top people don't yep. run the 5K. Yep, 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 yep. So then I just was like, it's the greatest 5K ever. You've written way worse banners, so I, I was for it. Lincoln was way more upset than I was. I think I it's the it. greatest 5K on U.S. soil ever. I'm, I mean, I'm willing to go... I don't think... No, don't equivocate. Don't... It's don't the greatest su- indoor 5K on U.S. soil. No, just say... Just say... It's the greatest BU 5K. It's not on soil. It's on a track. Uh, just say it's the greatest 5K of all time. Stick with it. Defend, okay. Defend your take. Watch. There's going to be like three guys break 13. And we'll be like, cool. Guys, well, that's right. the thing. How do you judge... I mean, you judge the race by... And we do this all the time with marathons, right? After Famous, the fact. Yeah. London Marathon famously has been the greatest marathon of all time the last seven editions of the London Marathon. Yeah. But if you judge it based on entries... It's it's pretty good. It's a pretty good it's a pretty good five k. I mean, when you look at it, I mean men's and women's too, right? Because that's what you're talking about. You're talking yeah. about the men's side and the women's side. I so I saw the pacing assignments, thirteen ten. Is that what they're looking at? Yeah, for the first three k. I think you got to go faster than that though. I think you got to ratchet that down a little bit. I want to see. I tr- think they're going to run like probably sub thirteen oh five. Thirteen oh one's the American record. I'd like to see Paul Chalimo go for the American record here. Um, as we reported on this podcast last week, his 400s that he was running after in USA's were mighty impressive. Uh, not that there's it's a calculator. run 400s at altitude. That's what they've always said. <laughs> not that there's some sort of calculator I can punch in and figure out that his 3K performance plus those maybe six 400s that he ran were equivalent to any sort of time. But he looks fit. Like, that's not a thing that you do if you're like, I'm just going to run the championship to, like, fulfill an yeah. obligation then I'm going to move on. Like... No, he's sharp. He's ready. Chez, Chez needs a big race. Yeah. I think Chez needs a big race. We're two years away from his really big indoor campaign where he ran the 349. Then the next day, Won the- almost as impressively, yeah, put put uh, Gebrowet way behind him. Like, put him in the rear view mirror. Um, what's, what's been Chez's last? I mean, what did he do at the... I mean, outdoors last year, he ran that 1304. What right? did he do at the Grand Prix? Uh, like this indoors. What was this? Did he he's get got second? two seconds, right? So he got second, uh, and then he got second at Cam- uh, Bergen, and then he got second at oh, Campbell Will City. Think, yeah. It's in the, we ran three fifty nine in the mile yeah. in a tactical mile. Like, I think we know he's going for the Kenyan team now. Yeah. I mean, extremely talk about bad luck. The moment he decides he's going to go for the Kenyan team, the World Championships indoors are canceled. Yeah. Because of coronavirus. But. Setting himself up for outdoors, I think this is an important race for him. And this is, I don't know what type of shape he's in, but this is a venue where you can run faster than your outdoor PR. Yeah. That's been proven time and time again. You know, he latches onto Chalimo. Maybe he can run something 13 low. I mean, 13, 13.04 is that PR, right? 13, I had him over, on here. But yeah, in Houston last year, right? He ran a couple, he ran some good marks outdoors last year. The problem is, like, the show kind of goes on without him because he's... Because he can't represent yeah. his country. Yeah, so... Uh, 13, yeah, 04 in Houston in 2019. He ran... Did he win that race? He did. So this, at this meet last year, last chance last year, he ran 13.08. And that's his, I think that's like his second, is that, his, that must be his second best 5K ever, right? I think that worked. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So, good venue for him. I think he needs to show he can compete with somebody like Paul Chalimo. So I, I think it's important. It's as important... As an indoor race can be. Yeah. 
I think for for one specific person. Um, do you see it between those two guys? I mean, I mean Kipchirchir's in there as Kipchirchir well. Kipchirchir can can hang. Jenkins hasn't shown. I mean, he didn't look good in the. He needs the a qualifier. Okay. He needs a qualifier. Paul Tanui was good in the opener. Uh, I think then, the wild card would be Justin Knight. Yeah. Because he ran well at Milrose, right? Didn't he? He won. he won. Yeah, he, he won. won. Yeah. So I think Knight is going to be the one. He's going. Well, his PRs were thirteen oh nine. He's probably looking to to smash that PR. Upgrade on that a little yeah. bit. Uh, I would see Justin Knight being the favorite to get second to Cholimo. Really? Because what a, what a difference a year makes. He struggled. Remember last year, yeah. indoors his first as a pro. Tanui only eighth in that three k in Melrose, but thirteen fifteen and B. That was the Tyler Day race. Tyler Day race. So he's not. I mean, the primary they want that standard, right? Jenkins wants to get that standard. So like, wants to get that standard. But Paul Chalimo, they don't care. Like they're, what's Paul Chalimo's is wants a record. That's what I'm trying to think of. You got to look at what are these guys' motivations for running, and I don't see any. Him going and running thirteen twelve. What's the What's the point of that other than going to the same meet as Lopez Lamont because you can get the memes sent like right away? They're on different days, I realize. So they, may, they won't even be in the venue at the same time. The men's 5K is Friday. The men's 3,000, which we assume, we don't know yet, but I'm assuming because Lamont is racing in Boston, he's on the 5,000 list. That's on Thursday, and it's paced by Matt Centrowitz. So ship's passing in the night, I think. When are we going to see them race? Disappointing. Maybe never. Bayton? No, Chilean will probably go to a Diamond League. It makes me think this is all... Ducking and dodging. I like it. I mean, I don't like it. I hate it. But it's like... <laughs> I was thinking about this. Right now, this very moment, February 25th, what? 49 minutes and 12 seconds into episode 7 of the Flowcheck podcast. Yeah, which you can download uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts. Or you can watch on the site as well, too. So yes. if you're doing one medium, you can just do the switch over to the you other medium. both of them at the same time. If you had... Uh, to pick two people in track and field right now, face off right now, would it be Chalimo and Lopez? To face off right now? Right now. You can get any matchup in the track and field world right now. In fact, I'll broaden it. You can have two people, any two people race. So if you want to see Tyreek Hill race somebody, you can get that too. Any two people racing right now. Ooh, I mean, Tyreek Hill getting smoked by like Noah Lyles or Coleman would be... Okay. Fun for the internet. Okay, so that's one. I would. I'm trying to think of like a more exciting. I like. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a an a idea that you're not thinking of. Yeah, idea. but you can't because I literally stayed up last night thinking of every idea. Well, because you you know it would be cool to see Norman and Lyles again, right? But I guess that's not as like or Norman or Lyles and Coleman. Lyles and Coleman. I'll give you that one. That'll yes. Be good. But yeah. we're gonna see that. We've have seen that. Right. That's but like that, seeing them race though isn't gonna mean much because whether one beats the other, it's like okay, cool. No, because it's what happens after. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Nobody else has a postscript to the rivalry. These are the only two guys. But what I'm saying is like Lyles and oh, Coleman Lyles racing and... each other. Like it's only gonna have like meaning if they race each other at a championship. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, the Chimo. Like racing each other at, at like a Diamond League, you're gonna be like okay, you know. Yeah. Taking Diamond League L's isn't like isn't like embarrassing right. in my opinion. But in a championship, I'll have to preface it in a championship style. If we had to create, U.S. champs are, are right now are 20 minutes from now. Or world championships, world whatever. Championships. Yeah. 
Lopez and Suleiman would be fun. It's really high up on the list because every other person, you're like, oh, I'd want to see uh, Brazier run against, well, I don't know, who will be in shape? Uh, it's always like a hypothetical. Yeah. Like, oh, I want to see Safan Hassan and Shelby. Okay, I might give that one to you. But it's like we haven't seen Safan Hassan run for a couple months. The last time she did, she was beating everybody in easy fashion. So it's like, or like Norman versus Van Niekerk. Okay, well, Van Niekerk's still on the mint. Like, that's not it. Like, Miller Weibo and Nasser, I think, would be fun just because I want to see if, like, the it was the Nasser thing a fluke in Doha when she ran that fast. Like, I'll give that one and I'll say Coleman and Lyles. But I think right now, the most appealing track and field rivalry is between two guys who have barely raced and aren't, like, the best in the world. I know what and, I want to see. And, and that's crazy. I know what I want to see. Isn't that crazy? It's a little bit crazy. I want to see American Distance Project take their two best runners. I want Bowerman Track Club to take their two best runners, distance runners. Mm -hmm. And I want them to run a two-by-two mile where they run a like, and and Lopez and Chileno need to match up, so they need to be the second and fourth leg. Okay, so like Woody Kincaid. So Woody Kincaid versus Shadrach. They run a mile, they hand a stick, off to their teammate. They run a mile. After that mile, Woody Kincaid and, okay. and Shadra come back, run leg three. So it's a way to, like, kind of simulate 5K strength because you're running a mile and, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it and it keeps them, keep them close. Because a four-by-mile, it can get spread out, and it's, like, boring. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Okay. But you're with me here, right? The, yes. The, the most... But how cool would that little match? That would be fun. Oh, it would be fun. The most interesting matchup right now in track and field is between two people who aren't the best at their event. Like, that's pretty... That's true. That's pretty wild. And again, it's all because of what happens after. Nobody else has a rivalry that we're like logging on to see what the next chapter is about. Like we just watch it on the track and we're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, like when Centro wins or loses to Angles, Angles it's like, like, okay, cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, bro. On it. No, there is good. Like I said, there is going to be a Photoshop lion involved in this, and that's amazing. Women. Who, go ahead. Who do you uh, think has more to lose? when they match up. Like, when they match up eventually at, at trials, who can af has less to afford to lose to the other based on the talk that they're putting up there? Yeah. And, like, Pro I mean, who, I can, who can take the L better? Lamong. Lamong. He's older. Yeah. And also, I could see Lamong being, like, in the post-race. I let him win? No, just, like, give him a hug and be like, oh, it's great rivalry. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, fun for the sport and stuff. Oh, like, if it's the other way around... Yeah. Shalim was going to be pissed? I think he would double down. I mean, unless your theory is true in, in that they're, uh, they kind of know what's, what's up here and they're, they're coordinating at least on, on some level about this and they're on better terms than they lead off. But I think I could see Lopez being like, okay. Like, remember, 08, Lopez, Lopez gets, like, gets fired up. 08, 800-meter uh, trials, the famous dive at the finish line. Like, he was super pissed. He wanted to file a protest against KD, Kadibus Robinson. And he eventually calms down, and they're like, I think almost by the end of the night, they were like on good terms. But he was like, immediately after, was like yeah. really, really angry. Um, not that this is of the same caliber, but I, I think he has the ability to kind of turn it, turn it off. And also, Lopez is like, I think he's comfortable with his career. Like this whole, all this other stuff he's doing now is gravy. Yeah. Right. He's he, already done everything. Yeah. Yeah. He had this great act. I mean. Chilimo needles Does he him have about a global now. medal? No, and that's what Chilimo yeah. keep, keeps needling him about. Um, but I think just because he's older, he's sort of, like, more set in his ways. I mean, Chilimo as a, a kid, like, 
We should be calm. What about this matchup? I'm surprised he has as much energy to do this. What about this, this matchup? Would you want to watch this? Kipchoge, Rupp. No. In what? In running? In no. Marathon. I know what. No pacing. No. I mean, I'll watch it, of course, but. You'd get excited for that. Of course, because I'll watch Kipchoge race anything and it'll be exciting. But, like, no, it's not close. But, like, Kipchoge can lose one day, right? Is he ever yeah, going to lose? Maybe. That's not to be determined yet, but maybe in theory. But no, I mean, I'm saying heading in, right? Not with any benefit of. Well, no, hindsight. how about we tell Kipchoge? I'm saying if you had $100 right now to, and you had to. to no, no, no to, hear me out. We tell Kipchoge on, on Friday at 6 p.m. on February 28th. Yeah. Hey, you're, you have to run the U.S. Olympic trials right now. I don't care where you are in your training. I don't know he what you win. did. He wins easily. Does he still win it? Yeah, he was on the track. I saw him on Instagram doing track workouts, and you explained zero it. preparation. Yeah, just just like he has to show up. He's always and prepared. he has to run in non. He has to run in like Skechers, Hoka hybrid, uh, dude Heelys. I'm on record as saying he could win in Timberlands. Like there's no. <laughs> he won in Timberlands. Yes, all the way up to the the mid calf, Kipchoge could win. Yeah, that actually, be cool to watch. I'm saying if they could pipe in a race right here to this awesome booth. On this monitor, and yeah. for the next 20 minutes, you could watch anything. Right now, I think most people in the running world would be like, get me Chili Mo. What event? Uh, five. Five. Five, yeah. Because, I mean, if Lopez is a, a, a 10,000 guy, but... I mean, anything. Five five or ten. Five I think, three. I think three? Th- is three, three still be is good. three fair for LeMong? I mean, yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to be fair so there's no excuses, but I just would love to see them. We want to see them interact. We want to see yeah. them in the same place. We haven't seen that before. Lincoln and I were both pretty sure that Shelby's going to break the American record in the 3,000 this I'm, weekend. I'm Are you? she will, too, as well. Okay. 8.33. Yeah. Well, the official entries haven't come out. They were, the deadline was last night at 9 p.m. Eastern. I keep refreshing. Normally, the PU coach emails me the entries. So as yeah. soon as I get the email, I'm going to put them up. Uh, but we'll probably talk about dive deep into uh, the actual fields in the 15s, 3Ks, some of the college kids tomorrow. I yeah, I just won't be on then. It'll be you and Lincoln, so I just yeah. want to make sure I get my, get my fire my takes off listen now. Listen on 1.5. Shelby, it's what I always say. You guys are great at 1.5. Shelby is going to set it. Uh, I put in into the IAAF tables. Uh, you mean the of, World Athletics tables? No, I'm not calling them that. Uh, so a 8.33, which is the American record, is worth 11.98. Points. Her fourteen thirty four was worth twelve fourteen. So close. So close. But according to them, she changes to indoor. Oh yeah. Just screwed up the whole thing right oh, there. Oh, you're right. Shoot. Okay. It's all right. It makes it even easier, basically. In any event, yeah. basically they're saying her her fourteen thirty four, which she ran last year. So not similar points of season at all. Yeah. So this is not definitive, but basically saying. Her 1434 is worth an 828. So she has a little bit of wiggle room yeah. there. Uh, Kate Grace is listed as the rabbit. Schweizer's going to be in there. Quickly's going to be in there. I think we're going to see one of those all time things. I think we're going to see Houlihan get it. I think we're going to see Schweizer and uh, Quigley, like move into the top 10 or top five. Schweizer's been like a beast this indoor season. Like, quite, I mean, particularly at Albuquerque. Like, she's stuck with. She stuck with Shelby yeah. in that 3,000 for a long time. I mean, this, you only have to go, now granted it was the 10,000, but she got out kicked by Sharon Lichetti two years ago in a, in a, in a 10K. And then she won that 5,000 that year, but it was it was decisive. Do you think Carissa moves up to the 
10. I asked her about that, and I don't remember what she said, but you can go back and watch the interview. It's an important thing. That <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely asked because I knew it was important. She said yes, I guess. Oh, I don't know. Coach just decided. I mean, they always they just say, say Jerry. Coach, they say Jerry, says. and then I just, I'm like, okay. Uh, no, I think she said she was thinking about it. it I, I remember I asked Chalimo, and he said he'd like to, but his focus is meddling in the five, to, I, which, to which I interpret as, oh, so you're not running in. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's, he, he, I think because his first attempt at the 10K time trial didn't go well for him, so he's kind of like, all right, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, I'm good. I'm going to I'll do this in the next Olympic cycle. I think Schweizer... I want to see the U.S. put a good team out in the women's five because they've never medaled in that event. That's the that's their Eleanor. That's the one that they can't get. And I think Schweizer could potentially have the tools to get it. She'd need things to, to go right, obviously, yeah. but she, she can kick, right? Uh, but I think the 10, especially if Stefan Hassan's not in it, and the pace dawdles, like, what she's doing is very impressive. I mean, Emily Enfeld medaled. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The 10, for some we reason... We went 3-4 yeah. in, in that. Yeah, the 10, for some reason, has just always been an easier path uh, to medal, go back to Goucher and Flanagan as well, too. Like, five, they haven't been able to get it right, and that's maybe because the pace is more honest, so then they're running, like, 14, 30, 14, 40 pace, and then that... W- and that's an American record pace for yeah. us. So. Yeah, well, and then five, the 5,000 has become essentially, well, at least for Shelby, it's like, and maybe for Eleanor Perrier, it's like 1,500-meter finishing school. It's like, you get good yeah. at the five, and then you're like, okay, then go down to the 15. Because, yeah. remember, Shelby was running the five before t- 2018, right? 17, 16, she was running the five, which is weird because she's running the 800 Arizona State. So she was just doing everything really well. She's like the Danny Jones of yeah, Grant, Grant Holloway. Right. Grant Holloway. Okay. All right. Well, that's it. That's a show. I I'm, do have... I'm interested in listening to you and Lincoln this talk is my last time talking. To, this talk is my last time talking to you before the trials. Yeah, yeah. What do you so, want me to get? What do you want me to get? Uh, if you listen to the pod with Lincoln, he tried his best to come up with prop bets. Those are, they were terrible. I explained him that's not how prop bets work. Yeah. Do, do I have an over-under. Over-under? Yeah. That it's kind of something interesting. And I want to know what it is. Over under, the person who starts the re- gun, fires a gun, or, like, is the starter, the honorary starter of the race, mm-hmm. their marathon PR, the over under is set for 220. How fast can Matt Ryan run a marathon? Who? Matt Ryan. How fast is he? The Who's Matt Ryan? Falcons quarterback? You think he's going to... Trey Young, has he ever run a marathon before? So the main thing is, like, is it going to be a male or a female? Like, oh, is it going to be, like, a Meb? Or is it going to be... Could be ludicrous? There's a lot of Atlanta figures. <laughs> your lim- your lim- is it going to be a male or female? And then if it's... A, or a male who's not a runner, is basically... So if it's going to be a former marathoner... Yeah. I you think, think it, it's going to be a marathoner, right? Like, it could be, like, a legendary marathoner, right? Like... Uh, it could be Ryan Hall. It could be Meb. It could no, be... it's going to be Atlanta. Maybe it'll I think it'll be back, Meb. I think it'll harken back to Atlanta Olympics. I think we'll have to go to 96. Okay. Might, might find somebody from there. But the main thing is it's male or female, right? That's where the line comes from. Yeah. If it's a female, they'll have at least run a marathon that's over, right? I'm going over because you get the female, but they also get the chance that it's not somebody involved with yeah. the marathon at all, which there could be it could be some sort of Atlanta cultural figure. Yeah. Like Matt Ryan. Like <laughs> He's going to be Matt Ryan. Outcast. Trey Young. Could, could be Big Boy. Could be Andre 3000. I mean, so 3000 t- is in his name. So you t- so you well, that has to do with marathon. Well, it's distance running. Oh, 3K. He should Andre be Andre 3K. Th- he's Andre 3K. Some Andre people call 3K. it 3K. Some people call it 3000. It's very So, yeah, but that's... So over. I'm going over. You're going over? Yeah. I'll take the under. Here's what's wrong with Lincoln's prop bets. Because I think it's going to be a male. Man. All of Lincoln's prop bets were, will this happen? Yes or no? And a lot of them were like way over 50. Will they talk about the vapor flies? Gee, I don't know. Lincoln, yeah, they're going to talk about vapor flies. <laughs> What he needed to do is either set an over-under line or it should have been first-person two 
Yeah. Right? Who's the first person who's going to um, mention this on the broadcast, at the broadcast team? Or who's going to be leading after a mile? Or like over under number of hats yes. that Galen yeah. Rupp wears. Yeah. I kind of feel like as a podcast team, we miss an opportunity because <laughs> we can't use that title again. And the end result was just like... Well, you can use the title again. Yeah. Just say like... A better... A better... <laughs> version 2.0. Prop bets, but this time that are good. Well, the thing... He said, oh, I don't understand betting odds. Like, you don't need to understand betting odds to just say... Because when they do NFL prop bets, right, it's how long is the national anthem, right? So you could have been like, how big is the margin of victory? Yeah. Who's, who's going to score the first touchdown in the Super Bowl? Okay, well... Who's going to be leading leading at the mile? Yeah, or at the half marathon mile. Like, those are actually interesting. I might do a post on this. I might have to just actually do prop bets. My banner image is going to be Lincoln's face. I don't know, but I think it's going to be the under. I think the marathon PR of the shoot. Because you think it's going to be mad. I think it's going to be mad. Yeah, I don't think it can be Ryan Hall because Sarah's racing. True. Conflict of interest. Yeah. So. Because he'll, like, fire it. He'll, like, He'll have like a cadence that him yeah. and Sarah study. This is what I'm going to do. Everyone's going to think it's going to be on here. We're going to false start everyone. And then you just zig and zag. Yeah. Get, raise your hand. Get some DQs. All so. right. That's it. That's the show. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Gordon will be back tomorrow with his APSE award in tow. We'll talk to you guys then.